0: Welcome to another episode of Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and it is Saturday, November 4th, and I am here to do a late-night WWE Crown Jewel Po show, but I'm not alone. In fact, I'm joined by Grapsity's very own Phil Lindsay. Phil, it's been a minute since we have you here on the channel. Thank you so much for returning.
1: Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> it has been a minute. Has it been that long?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think what's the last show we did on this channel. I'm pretty sure it was a couple of months ago. I just can't remember what show or what topic we were discussing. (laughs) It's a terrible memory. But anyways, we got crown jewel, which happened earlier here today. So I thank everybody, by the way, for joining on this late night stream, because I know I could have done one earlier, but it was a very busy day. So I was like, I'm gonna have to push this post show a whole lot later. And either way, Things happen and we're going to get right to them. However, before we do, just a friendly reminder to those of you who are here, take part in the chat, be active, send in your thoughts, let us know what you guys thought about the show. And of course, if you want to get your questions, comments, or statements read here on the stream, you're always more than welcome to send in a super chat and we will make sure to pull those up. We're going to go ahead and kick it off here with our first super chat of the day. And this is from Warhammer who just messaged Bacon. Uh, Warhammer is a big Bacon fan, so we'll take it. Thank you so much, Warhammer. Also, shout out to Sheldon Jackson, who sent 10 DWO memberships, as always. Appreciate you a whole lot, Sheldon. Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying the Rhea match hot finish. Paul saved Ray. Scary spot. So there's some good stuff that we're going to get into right now regarding Crown Jewel. But before we do, I want to start off by asking you, Phil. Overall, what did you think of the show? Uh, I
1: thought it was a pretty good show. I'm still... I still have this icky feeling every time we get to Saudi shows. Um, and the propaganda stuff uh, was also it was a little bit much, but the wrestling itself was fine. The wrestling itself was good.
0: Yeah, it was a straightforward, solid show. I would say like yeah. there wasn't any matches on here that I thought were like horrendously bad or anything like that. No. For the propaganda stuff, I'm going to be real. Today's episode of Crown Jewel, because I was on such a tight schedule, I liked fast forwarded all of like the commercials i'm yeah. like i don't need to see commercials i don't need to see recaps i know what happened i watched the shows i'm good so it made it for like a very easy watch because i literally just went from match to match to match while watching crown Jewel. so it did make it like a lot more enjoyable
1: yeah i think that uh the, the airline commercial they did in particular was very very propaganda friendly i was just like uh Like you had Bianca saying, like, every time I come to Saudi, it feels like home. And I'm just like, oh,
0: oh, no, did they really?
1: Yeah, that that commercial was pretty much the worst of it. But uh, like I said, the wrestling itself was good. Oh,
0: man, I know it's 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 so hard, right, to say, because, you know, it it makes you uncomfortable because you know what the situation is like over there and i remember when wwe was first starting to go to saudi arabia i went and just like did like a google search right to like figure out like what kind of rules they are and stuff and obviously you know for 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 women, the rules are are not fun, right? And I remember one of them being like, Oh, you always have to walk like a couple steps behind your husband. And I was like, damn, like even little things like that, I would so mess up, you know, because it's something that you're not used to. And just like the clothing thing, obviously, and a whole lot of other stuff. But I think it's always hard, though, for the performers, because like, they got to go out there and say what they whatever the company tells them. Yeah, it's their job, right? So like, It's weird that they have to, that they're kind of put in a position like that, but it's their job.
1: Yeah, I I get it. But like some of the stuff, I was just like, oof. Um, And it seemed like there was more like piped in noise than usually at the Saudi shows as well. Was that just me?
0: Dang. You know, for me, I feel like there was not, I think they should have even. How do I say this? I didn't think the crowd was that hot at certain parts. And there was one yeah. match in particular that when we talk about it, I felt like the crowd was just kind of there. And I remember yeah. thinking I know too.
1: Particular match,
0: so. Oh my gosh. And I, I know what match we're thinking here. We're vibing. But the thing film that I was thinking about was the ambiance. I'm like, man, you can tell that you're like not. I know that you're in a different place because of just like the way that the crowd was during certain moments. And today of all days, we got a Miss TV chant. When the hell's the last time we got a Miss TV chant, Phil?
1: Yeah, uh, Babyface Miz during that segment was very weird. I didn't know what to make of that, but...
0: <laughs> it happened. We got a miss TV chat. Chris Ludeck sends in a super chat saying, I skipped jujitsu to watch this PLE and it was a waste of time, in my opinion. Nothing oh, about no. happened and the outcomes were kind of predictable. Like, look, there weren't any major surprises, but honestly, I kind of didn't mind that. I
1: mean, when, we, we did get a pretty big surprise. Kyrie's back.
0: Kyrie's saying, Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good surprise. But I think in terms of like, Mm, like a massive massive title change right aside from the logan paul one or i know we'll talk about the cash-in or like a tease cash-in in in a second but nothing along those lines
1: yeah i mean the saudi shows still feel like kind of like a like star-studded packed house show and so this felt pretty much like that i mean like i said it was fine for what it was but you know you also get like the saudi stuff and kind of the uncomfortable stuff in the middle
0: yeah you you get the good and the bad in there sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying my biggest concern about logan winning the u.s title is the fact that both the singles title holders on smackdown are part-timers somebody needs to come to work more often just to have the title on tv so i know that so let's you know what let's go ahead and start there i'm going to start with that match since uh, sheldon jackson got us here with a very generous super chat so logan paul defeated Rey Mysterio to win the WWE United States Championship. This was my prediction. Like I knew Logan Paul was going to win going into this match. And the reason why I looked at it this way was I had said that I would have really liked for him to win and then go on to face you know, LA Knight at some point, like that's honestly kind of what I wanted to see. But here's the thing, like, I know everybody's concern is actually what Sheldon is saying here that people are like, okay, we know that Logan Paul has his hands in all these cookies jars. So he's probably not going to be able to be there as much as we would like to see your US champion there. However, I have a feeling that and maybe I'm wrong, we'll we'll find out. I have a feeling that they knew that, and I'm hoping there was some sort of plan made to maybe feature him a little bit more consistently if he's going to be the U.S. champion. Do you have any faith in that?
1: Not really, but I think if you were going to do it, this is probably the best time to do it because you're you're getting ready to head into that low right before WrestleMania season. And so, I mean, there's only one pay-per-view left in the year, so it doesn't really hurt them. Um, I do think it is a little bit concerning that you're too main champions on the brand and arguably your two biggest stars on the brand are part-timers um but i think they've got to start making a plan to split the tag belts as well like i think like yeah the tag belts can float because you have both belts on judgment day but i definitely feel like they should be moving those belts back to smackdown soon because you got teams that can um carry that division you got pretty deadly you got like lwo you got you got teams that could fight for those belts now
0: that's true, by the way, when you talk about the second you said it about splitting the, the tag team bouts right away, I started thinking of all the teams that we're seeing because of unlike the women's tag team division, there are a lot more male tag teams and we're seeing some pretty good ones, which you just named right now. So yeah, I do not hate that at all. Exactly. All teams that you wouldn't mind seeing as champions that are actual teams and would make sense and put on banger matches. Yeah. I mean, so
1: street profits, too. I just thought about that. Like yeah. Mike's got a lot of tag teams.
0: LWO we didn't even mention LWO like there's a lot of different options there for the tag team but anyways sort of returning back to this US title match when we were talking about the crowd not really being into a match and we 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 thought we were on the same wavelength you were talking about this one right?
1: I was talking about the, the second women's match. It was oh, very shit. quiet for that match.
0: <laughs> I was talking about this match, to be honest. I was, okay, look, I I went into this match with Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio being like, okay, obviously we love Rey Mysterio. He's great. Whatever. He's an icon. Logan Paul has had nothing but pretty, pretty decent matches in WWE. Okay. Like his matches haven't been bad. They haven't stunk. Nothing like that. But. I thought this was possibly his most boring match that he has ever had in w w e am I alone in this one here? there was only like one major spot that I liked, and that was kind of it
1: yeah, I mean I think he was hitting all the moves at one point he hit uh ultimate warriors like gorilla press into the uh warrior slam uh he hit he hit some, he hit a buckshot laird he also hit that uh fall away off the top rope that was um, cool. So- so he was doing it. He was doing all the moves. I just don't feel like this match ever quite clicked in the way some of his other matches have. I don't think it was a bad match, but I think that it was a little clunky at times. Um, and I mean, if anything, the finish got me interested for what this means for LWO because uh, the second I saw it, I was like, "All right, you're doing the kind of the, the the finish you did with the Ricochet match with the with the Nux." And so I was like, "All right," but then when Escobar came out there, bro, Escobar was drippy. That outfit.
0: Tight Fire. pants too. He was like they were super tight. They were white, huh? Like white tight pants. I forgot he was wearing like what, like a yellow shirt, I think.
1: Yeah, he he was like, bro, I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna be clean. But uh he uh, he uh, left those brass knucks there, and I do not think that was an accident. I do think the Escobar is going to turn heel, um, and I think that makes a lot of sense for him because I mean. Usually when you do the whole mentor bit and somebody is just being too beholden to somebody and he has been like very hugged up on, on Ray for months, he took his title shot and he acted like he didn't care about it. Nah, he's going to turn heel.
0: At one point you start to get sus. You're like, well, how much do you actually really, really love and honor Ray Mysterio? At some point you're going to want things like, keep in mind that was supposed to be, You know, in his eyes, his United States championship, because it was Rey Mysterio who filled in and ended up getting the title when it was meant to be Santos Escobar's uh, championship. So, I mean, like, I can't wait till they tell that full story. But I wonder if moving forward, because you mentioned Logan Paul winning, of course, he had the interference with one of his friends, giving them the nuts. And then, of course, Santos Escobar leaving them in the ring. Maybe accidentally, maybe not accidentally. We'll see. But the point is that the Ricochet match, he won that way. He won this match this way. This is his new thing. This is his gimmick, right?
1: Yeah, because you're not supposed to like him. He's supposed to be a heel. Um, I I like how he healed it up at the end. And he tried to act like, yeah, I I honor you. I appreciate you. And (laughs) and the whole time, Ray's just like, I saw what you did. And he's like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I I honor you, man. This was a great match. I appreciate you. Um, I thought all this stuff was good. Um. And I definitely feel like, based off the storyline they told with Money in the Bank, where he wasn't supposed to be in that match, and the main person that had a problem with him being in that match was L.A. Knight. I definitely think they're going to come back to that, and I think that's going to be the Mania feud.
0: They've got to get to that. And in the meantime, I can't wait to see Logan Paul Santos Escobar.
1: Yeah, that could be fun. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do in between now and WrestleMania. I hope he wrestles in between that time. I hope it's not something like, all right, he just shows up in January and wrestles and then we don't see him again until April. That would kind of suck. But, uh, yeah, I think that they could do some cool stuff with him as United States champion. He's obviously probably going to take it to his podcast and like his like mainstream appearances. So I think there's cool things that they can do with this. I just hope that he has matches in between now and April. It's not just like him showing up like, you know, once every three months.
0: I hope he does. Honestly, I hope that they thought about this. The common sense yeah. would say, think about this, hash out a plan where we see him at least at the very least every other week, how maybe even every two weeks, is, every is, other is, week? is that reaching? Is that reaching? I don't know.
1: Every other week might be generous. I, I don't know. Um,
0: right I, like you got to do something i think like tops every two weeks
1: yeah um but yeah i think you've got ready-made fugues for him la night's the big one um i think you've got some other stuff he can do with people on smackdown um i don't expect him to be doing like this gunther run where he's like this workhorse <laughs> champion every week on on smackdown but i think there's cool things you can do with this
0: yeah imagine can you imagine logan paul trying to go on a gunther run <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean that would be crazy but hey whatever. Um honestly though I am looking forward to seeing how Logan Paul is as US champion. Happy that they did the title change. One more thing I want to add about this is that you know, I had said that this is what I wanted to see, right? But the other reason for it is if you keep bringing in Logan Paul for these special attraction matches, but then anytime there's a championship on the line and he doesn't win, it's going to make you, the next time he's in a championship match, it's going to make you think, oh, well, he's never going to win because of his schedule, right?
1: Yeah. I feel like they were they were inevitably going to put a belt on him. This is kind of a good way to do that without putting a world title on him. Um, I think this works. And I mean, uh, under Triple H, the mid card titles have meant more. So I think this is a good. I think this is a good way to go with it. Um, I could be, uh, you know, I could be saying I'm wrong about this three months from now. But for now, I think this has potential.
0: I agree. All right. We got infamous Raider Loco who sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to infamous Raider Loco who says enjoyed the wrestling tonight. Love to see the pirate princess back and maybe turmoil with damage control. I wanted Logan to win. I'm glad he did it. will It's going to stir shit up for sure. Miss TV was a little cringe. I'll, ha- I'll have a great night. <laughs> we might as well talk about Miss TV right now really quickly since there's only so much to say. So this was literally, this was not for us. Like this was not for you and me, Phil. Okay. Okay, this was Yo. for the Saudi Arabian audience, and from the looks of it, they were very happy. They were marking out, so they knew who this person was. So basically, they brought out a guest, um, Abraham, and he. They said on commentary that he's the highest grossing. He was he was in the highest grossing movie in Saudi Arabia, and Michael Cole called him one of the greatest actors in the Middle East. Okay, uh, I cannot. Say anything about that? Because I don't even know. I have no idea. And so this was quickly interrupted by Grayson Waller, who then had all of Miz TV's show furniture taken out and the Grayson Waller effect furniture put in. And this escalated, God, bunch of little shenanigans here. But this ended with the Miz and Abraham basically doing their thing against Grayson Waller, taking him out. And we even see a people's elbow from Abraham. (laughs) This was cute. It was cute. It was not for us though. It was for the Saudi Arabian audience. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, this was definitely the bathroom or kitchen break for the show. Uh, I'm sure the people of Saudi Arabia might've enjoyed it, but I could have cared less about mm-hmm. it. I do think it's interesting now that, um, in all, all the international shows so far, they've brought in Grayson, Grayson Waller to be the guy that gets beat up every time.
0: You're and- right about that.
1: And he's like kind of the de facto heel that comes out and gets the heat and then he gets beat up. So I'm very interested to see how they do that in February in um, Australia.
0: That's true. Also good for him, man. You get yourself a paycheck, you show up, you get your ass kicked, you're good on the mic, it's good stuff. Uh, Get get your paycheck in, man. Uh, Good for Grayson Waller on that. But anyways, yeah, that was what it was. Nothing more to add about that. Will Chisholm says, Phil, help us stop the CM Punk stuff. Where are we at with this? There's some CM Punk news like every day.
1: I can't help you. I think Will is talking about the fact that during the pre-show, there was a CM Punk chant that broke out in Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I still do not believe that this man will be at Survivor Series. Um, I think that he is trolling people. I think that uh, other people are having fun with it. But I don't think he'll be there at Survivor Series. That doesn't mean I don't think he's coming back to WWE. I think that there is a big possibility of him going back but I don't think it'll be a Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, by the way. Definitely not in Saudi Arabia. Like, I was not expecting that at all.
1: Very loud CM Punk chants at that. I was very surprised by that. Uh, but, yeah, the people that uh, Saudi Arabia enjoys are always very interesting when they, <laughs> when you get there because it's like, like it'd always be like nostalgia, of course, but it but seeing like how over Sammy is over there and seeing how over guys like uh, L.A. Knight and, and Cody are like, it makes you feel like some of the baby faces, they're getting it right with them.
0: Right, right, exactly. Infamous Raider Loco says, Logan did his interview after he will be around, hopping from Raw and SmackDown, so it sounds like he will be around more what we'll see. Okay, I didn't know he did an interview afterwards. I'm guessing it's one of those digital exclusive interviews. I never watch those, so uh, I'm yeah. so glad to hear that Infamous Raider Loco.
1: Yeah, I know that he also did a little bit of press. Uh, Alex McCarthy, I think, interviewed him because he was showing clips from it. So he's already doing uh, interviews as champion.
0: Watch out. Damn, some good stuff, man. Birdie Ladd says, Logan, for me, first title should be, said, Logan, for me, first title should have been tag title, not take with Jake, his brother. Imagine the scenes. I mean, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I, I saw what you mean. No, I feel like Logan on his own is it's fine.
1: Yeah, because Logan's been there for over a year at this point. So yeah, I mean he's the last time he was in Saudi Arabia, he had the big world title match against Roman. So if you're gonna keep putting him in title matches, he's gonna win a singles belt uh before anything. And Jake hasn't wrestled yet. Jake's not yeah. ready. So <laughs> I, I'm not in a rush to see the tag team.
0: But I will tell you what though, if they ever if he ever does eventually start wrestling and they do team up together, it will be like Oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what the with the what kind of heat they're going to get from the crowd, because they're going to look at those two and people are going to want to hate them. People are going to want to boo them. And it's going to be good shit to see.
1: Some, something I learned off the timeline today is that uh, it's also very interesting that he did beat a Latino man because Puerto Ricans hate Logan Paul. man. <laughs> they hate this man. I did not realize how much they hate this guy, but they hate him.
0: It feels like everybody does. Every time I go on the timeline, I remember, God, when was it? It was maybe like over a year ago. It was a long time ago. I went on Twitter and I don't know what the details were of this, but I think Logan Paul gave like a bad review of a movie and it was like trending number one on Twitter because people were so angry at his review and i thought damn he's getting all of this attention because he said he didn't like a movie i don't know it's something like that i don't know the details and plus i hadn't seen the movie so i couldn't even give my own opinion on that but it was just one of those things that from an outsider's perspective i was looking at that and was going like who cares what his movie opinion was you know but it's little things like that that you're like damn this dude gets a bunch of heat
1: well he had that controversy in puerto rico where he had like uh Doesn't he have like a home in Puerto Rico or a business in Puerto Rico or something? Dude, I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He has like a business or something in Puerto Rico and he was getting tax breaks because of that. And yeah, people of Puerto Rico hate this man.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to Google that later tonight. That's going to be the Googling topic of the night because I need to see what's going on with that.
1: I don't know it's specific enough to say the whole thing, but I know that's part of it. But I I saw more than one person with a Puerto Rico flag next to their name. They're like, ah, Logan Paul, I hate this guy.
0: (laughs) Damn. All right. I'm going to want to check that out and see what's going on. Steven Marchuli says, Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, match of the night. Rollins, great in the ring, hot take. Rollins' song is more over than he is. I find it funny that he said that, Stephen, you put that right after putting over Rollins' match with Drew McIntyre. Uh, let's talk about that match because that was the opening match of the night. And I feel like if you didn't watch Crown Jewel and... You hear me say this was a great match and this was literally what you would expect from these two. I feel like you can kind of picture the match in your head and what kind of match they gave us. But these two, they kicked off the night and what was a phenomenal match. There were some great moments. Of course, you get all of the... Uh, when it comes to Seth Rollins, you do tend to get a lot of near falls in his matches. That's kind of like what we get in Seth Rollins matches. But I want to be honest with you, I ain't going to complain because I love them and I fall for them each time and they get me hyped up and they get me those feelings that I like to get while I'm watching matches. Uh, but there were some good moments here like one of my favorite parts was actually when Drew McIntyre did that side slam to Seth Rollins on the ring apron that was personally one of my favorite spots but I love this man but in the end um we do get an actual real finish with like no interference until afterwards and that's what I appreciated too that they didn't disrespect this match with an interference or anything like that but Rollins essentially hit a pedigree and a stomp and got the victory over Drew McIntyre. What'd you think of the match? And we'll talk about the post stuff afterwards.
1: Yeah, uh, this was the best match of the night. Known Rollins guy. So shouldn't surprise many people. But this was the match of the night for me. Um, I think this is also Rollins best matches champion. Uh,
0: Really? You like them more than the Finn Balor matches?
1: Yeah, I think this is best matches uh, champion. Um, I thought Drew was incredible here. Um, I think a lot of reversals and false finishes, like you said, were really good. Um, there was one where I was like, that looked like three until they, they played it back. I was like, all right. Um, uh, but I also liked the uh, stuff like, and maybe this is my own head cannon, but there was at least once in this match where Drew got in position for the Claymore and he counted down. And the second he went to do it, um, Seth was ready for it, and I was like, "Hey, maybe stop telegraphing your uh, finish, buddy," because as soon, <laughs> yeah. as, you, as soon as you went for it, he he came and hit you with that super kick right away. Uh, but yeah, though, there were a lot of great spots: that super superplex off the top rope, that uh, Drew then reversed into his own suplex that looked great. Um, like you said, that nasty looking smash he hit on the stairs, and then picked him up and dumped him right on his back <laughs> on the apron. Um, Really nasty looking spot. Um, yeah, this was, like I said, this was match of the night. I thought the finish was clean. Um, I was sitting there the whole time like, all right, when is this cash-in going to happen? And it kind of did, um, but, you know.
0: So Damien Priest comes out and he teases this cash-in. But before he can actually do it, Sami Zayn comes out and he takes the briefcase away from him and runs away with it. I freaking love this. I love yeah. this, Phil, because Sami Zayn is not a stupid babyface because we all, all were expecting it. And I hate when we're all expecting something and they make the wrestlers look dumb, like if they don't watch the show, well, like if they're we'll not part of the show. <laughs> right, okay, right, right. But with this specific story with Sami Zayn, he didn't look like a dumb baby face. He knew that what Damien Priest had planned up his sleeve and he was ready for it and he put a stop to it. I like that. Simple, easy, and it gave people this moment of, ooh, we're going to see a cash in and, Oh, it didn't work out. And also I love that it happened afterwards and not, you know, anywhere in the body of this match or towards the end.
1: Yeah. I, I love that. They let them just have a clean match with no shenanigans and, um, Drew lost clean which we got the call back to the stuff with Rhea as well where Rhea looking at him like see I told you Um, and I thought that stuff was good very heavy handed hints that Drew is probably going to turn heel um, and I'm all here for that Drew heel is much needed like don't get me wrong I'm glad to see him back and getting getting cheered but I very much want heel Drew Um, but I thought the I thought it was genius to make Sammy the guy that came out and stopped the cash in because you're always going to risk if somebody stopped the cash in getting booed. But as popular as that guy is in Saudi Arabia, they were not going to boo him. And the second he got out there into the crowd with the uh, with the briefcase, they greeted him like he was man of the people. They all surrounded <laughs> yeah. him and they were like, you, you would have thought this guy was the biggest hero in the world.
0: And it's true because that's like Sami Zayn. He gets like a phenomenal reaction. And I know we didn't mention this, but he did have a kickoff pre-show match uh, against J.D. McDonough. Nothing really too extraordinary that happened in this pre-show match. But uh, Sammy Zayn hits an exploder into a turnbuckle, hits the Blue Thunder Bomb, gets the victory. and Sammy it, it...
1: won with the Blue Thunder Bomb, people. We don't see that too often.
0: Thumbs up, man. But, like, even his reception, man. And, and keep in mind, Sami Zayn gets a great reception everywhere. But his reception in Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, hits a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. I also thought it was very ironic that he came out here as a guy in a hoodie this time. Oh,
0: so, okay. would you get there,
1: Sammy, Because uh, that that certain uh, other stable that you used to be in has screwed a lot of people over by somebody coming out in a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is true. That is true. I didn't even think about that. Will Chisholm says, I do love the story how Santos loves Ray. We know the man really feels that way, but the gimmick, but the gimmick has hate in his eyes. Yes, exactly. It's like he was able to part it and see it both ways because you know, like uh, breaking the fourth wall, we all know that Santos is a big fan of Rey Mysterio. We get it, right? But in storyline, it's like we're getting it, but like Will Chisholm says, you can see a little bit of the the hate or jealousy maybe in his eyes, just a twinkle of it.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, he was uh, notoriously a heel on NXT and he was very good at it. Um, And I think both of his guys that he brought up with him are going to side with him because they're his guys. They're not raised guys. Um, and I could see Carlito siding with him as well. Carlito is notoriously a heel character. Spitting apple in somebody's face is a heel move. <laughs>
0: exactly although we love it and we all wish that we can kind of do it all right and i'm going to go ahead and press on and continue i want to get into the women's match here this was rhea ripley defeating her uh defending excuse me her women's world championship against five four other women nia Jax, raquel rodriguez zoe stark and shayna baszler now i'm going to be real with you on this one i I really enjoyed this match a whole lot and to be honest there were two parts that i really liked The first one was I loved the interaction with uh, Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Now I'm not a Nia Jax fan at all. To be honest, I'm like, I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm just not there. But I'm going to give her credit because this was a really cool exchange during this match. And I thought that it made both women look really freaking cool. And then the other exchange that I loved was what she did with Raquel. And when they did both did the boot to each other, I thought that was really cool. So those were two moments. Uh, the finish was very fun as well. Uh, Ripley and Rhea Ripley ends up getting the win here. And I think that for the most part, we all were really expecting that. But I will say this, though. I kind of felt like it was a little short. And I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more, especially because I didn't think we got enough of Zoe Stark. I think that she's been such a she's been really, really presented well on the main roster. And she's kind of grown so fast, like faster than like any other girl that I can recall in recent times Um, going from the main going from NXT and then kind of like getting right in with all of the you know the big deal girls right the top girls on the card and aside from that big leap that she did off of the the top rope there really wasn't much for zoe stark in this match and so that was the only criticism i had where i wanted to see a little bit more there but i did think that they made rhea ripley look really good in this match when she had those uh exchanges with some of the girls that i mentioned what did you think of this match
1: i thought it was good um I thought they made Rhea look like a massive star with her entrance and everything. Yes! Um. I, I don't too, I don't really understand the entrance. I know that the guys were holding incense, but I don't know, like, what is the symbolism of it or anything.
0: I don't but, know. All I know is, isn't incense supposed to make your, like, house smell good?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> but I'm sure it's, there's it's way more to that. There's a spiritual meaning, though, behind incense. I don't think it's just the smell, but I think there's, like, some significance of, like, them coming out and standing on the sides i mean i don't know i i'm not sure like uh but i thought the interest was cool i thought it made uh ria look good uh it reminded me a lot that i'm like man she doesn't get a lot of pay-per-view matches but when she does she does feel like a big deal and this was just prime example of that i thought like you said her exchanges with naya were good Shayna Baszler was phenomenal here. That that uh three way submission she did was awesome. I thought that was really cool, and it made me go want to go like, man, give Shayna her title match, man. Like I wouldn't be mad if she got the one on one match at this point. Um, but I thought it was good. Like you said, Zoe getting the top rope spot that looked really cool. We got the cameraman tripping, which kind of made it a cool visual.
0: <laughs> did he trip? I I thought that he did that on purpose.
1: I think it looked like he tripped because it looked like he fell.
0: Oh, you know what he probably did? He was probably like this, and then he probably like launched himself back to get the shot and then probably st- slipped a little bit. I don't know. I thought he had done it on purpose, but it was so freaking cool that uh, it just worked out whether it was accidental or Happy on accident. purpose. <laughs> yeah. It could have been like a nightmare. He could have like literally ruined the entire moment, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he kept a, he kept the shot um, in frame and everything. It just looked like he like either tripped over something. Everyone's saying happened.
0: he did slip. Yeah, he did yeah. slip. Oh my God. That's so funny. I thought he just kind of did like a thing where he like went back and got that freaking cool shot. I'm like, oh, that's dedication right there.
1: Yeah. You could tell cause the, the camera kind of jumped a little bit. Um, that's how I figured he slipped.
0: Right. Right. Like it wasn't a clean, a clean pan or anything like that. Hey man, give that guy a bonus. His slip made Zoe Stark look like she was freaking, I don't know what superhero that's a female flies. Wonder woman. Sure. she flies right she flies all right yes. wonder woman she made her look like freaking wonder woman okay
1: <laughs> um yeah i thought it was cool i thought uh all the women um came with some great looks for the with their gear as well um raquel had all red gear like Liv morgan did the one time she came um <laughs> it's always funny when we get these kind of matches as well and you see uh shana with the gear on and i'm just like okay yeah cool Uh, I guess.
0: All right. We got a super chat here from Taylor Cannon, who says Rhea Ripley is such a star. And I completely agree. I think everybody here agrees. Uh, Taylor Cannon, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you a whole lot. All right. And let's keep it going here. And let's get into Solo Sokoa defeating John Cena. All right, man. I feel like, look, I didn't hate this match, but I didn't love it either. It was just there for me. There was pretty much the whole story going into this was clearly John Cena's trying to end that streak. He's trying to get himself a singles televised win. It's been way over 2,000 days since he's gotten that. So has pretty much been threatening him with the Samoan Spike. He got him with the Samoan Spike two weeks ago on SmackDown. So then on last night's SmackDown, we see John Cena come out with a raspy voice. And so basically, he is trying to avoid the Samoan Spike because, hey, we all know that he's Mr. Hollywood now. And We don't do silent films anymore. People got to talk, all right? John Cena needs to talk and use his voice. And then on top of that, you know, whenever he does promos and stuff. So that kind of worked into the story. And there was a lot that we kind of saw here, you know, some brawling. Of course, uh, Soul Zakoa trying to go for the Samoan Spike, but then John Cena finding different ways to kind of get out of it or countering, whether it be with like the STFU or, you know, stuff like that. But eventually... Sola Sokoa ends up winning this match by getting John Cena with numerous spikes I lost I don't even know how many he got him with he was just freaking going like he looked like he was trying to break an ice bag like honestly that's what he was doing <laughs> he was freaking going in on John Cena and finished him off laid him out and in the end of this match we do see a standing ovation for John Cena I know it's hard to predict whether or not John Cena is going to be around for much longer, especially with the Hollywood strike. We just don't know. But what did you think of this match? And did they make the right call having Solo Sokoa defeat John Cena and defeat him in the fashion in which he did?
1: Boy, watching this match, it very much made me feel like um, John Cena did not understand what they saw in Austin Theory because he gave Solo so much more than he gave Austin Theory at WrestleMania. I, I mean... First of all, going into the match, selling the spike and, you know, coming with the raspy voice during the promo just tells you how much he gave him. But then he respected this man's finish so much. We saw, we saw him doing limb. <laughs> he saw him targeting limbs. We don't see this man doing this at all. He's not a submission wrestler. And so for him to come out straight away and target the limb, like I got to take away the spike. And he did that for most of the match. I was like, John Cena is really a limb wrestler out here in 2023. What is going on? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was good. Even when he started the uh, five moves at Doom, I thought it was over. And then he got, when he got solo up for the, the AA, he slid out of it. I was like, oh, maybe it's not. Um, got him up, hit him with the Samoan uh, drop. And it looked like he was in trouble from then on. I was like, wait, could Cena really lose this match? And sure enough he ended up losing um good for solo getting revenge for umaga getting revenge for the ancestors i appreciate that putting this man away with the Samoan spike like umaga should have done years ago and not just putting him away just completely obliterating this man like this is honestly this is the biggest beating this man has possibly taken since brock lesnar
0: right you don't get you don't often see john cena in those situations like i would have thought like maybe one. Maybe two, tops three Samoan spikes. But like I said, I lost count of how many he did. But he did way more exactly. So it was kind of you know different to see John Cena in that light. Uh, I don't know. uh, You know, I still I hope that. I don't want to say that I hope John Cena is still around because then that means I would hope for the strike to continue going. And that's definitely what I do not want. I want the strike to end. So with that being said, I guess, you know, John Cena leaving would be a good sign because then, you know, the Hollywood strike is over. So kind of weird to say that, but of course I want John Cena to be in WWE whenever he can. Right.
1: Yeah, i just don't buy that he's done for good because this that's how they tried to i don't this. think so either they tried to and i we've seen Jonas do this more than once he acted like he was done after rock beat him at wrestlemania after aj beat him he acted like he was done as well that was a Summerslam match i believe where uh aj beat him and You know, he had that sad walk of shame up the ramp, and I'm just not buying it. He's done this to us more than once now. Yeah, he's older. He's got the big ball patch and everything, but I'm just not buying he's done.
0: I don't think so either. It didn't feel like it. I think he's still – I mean, I don't know for, like, this run that he's on right now, this, like, short run that he's on – Maybe that portion of it may be over, but I do think that we're going to continue to see him at least come back and try to get his one match yeah. a year. But also I still don't think he's done for like this time period, because again, no. you can't tell you just don't know. And I feel like they can still do a lot more and he did the job, right? He got solo Sokoa over with that finish and he can go get his win some other way with somebody else that maybe doesn't need a big win like solo Sokoa did, but I did love what that did for him, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of appreciate the story of him going, I don't deserve a title shot because i've been losing and so he figured oh well if i beat his uh you know de facto right hand man at this point maybe i can slide back into the title picture nope you just ended up getting destroyed by solo um but yeah i don't think he's done I, th- there's no way that john cena's retirement match is going to be the solo sokoa in saudi arabia i do not believe
0: that it could be worse it could be against baron corbin at wrestlemania I know to your jobs on my guitar. Depresses me every time. All right. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying Solo was that dude in movies when someone who's dead, he keeps on shooting them. Bro, for reals, man. You're like, he's dead already.
1: He didn't, he didn't double tap. He kept on tapping. He what? <laughs> kept...
0: I'll be honest. I do like that. And I'll tell you why. So don't laugh at me. I already tweeted this out and everybody was shocked, but I recently watched Halloween. And have you seen Halloween, Phil?
1: Like the first one?
0: The first and the second one. I ended up watching both.
1: Like the originals?
0: The originals, yeah. It was like Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Have you not seen them?
0: I know, I know. I just, I don't know, missed the boat or something, whatever. The point is that we ended up, well, I ended up watching Halloween 1 and 2. And there was a scene a couple of times that would piss me off. So when Jamie Lee Curtis... I forget her character's name, Lori. Lori, right? Lori. When she's in the movie and she has him down, she has Michael down. And like, instead of finishing the job, she like turns around, she puts the weapon down, and she's like, oh my God, I escaped that. And dude's like right there, just laying there.
1: The jump scare after that.
0: Yeah, but it pissed me off because I'm like, girl, if this was me in this situation and Michael Myers was in my house and I had taken him down, you bet your ass that I would be still, like, stabbing the man or doing something to make sure he's, like, dead, dead.
1: Yeah, no, you had to get that little bit of silence just so, like, the of <laughs> piano can hit up again and, like, the main theme will hit and he'll just jump back up the street.
0: But it made me so mad. I'm like, this is unrealistic. Get the job done, girl. Get it done. (laughs) All right. Uh, So that's why I'm going to give kudos to Solo Sokoa for getting the job done. All right. The dead man of RWT, Paul Morales says, uh, CJ crowd sucked uh zero reactions in my opinion for the women in Kyrie's return and jimmy yeah. i called jimmy interfering on your stream last night DWO for life latina he thank you so much um to uh paul morales uh on calling all of that but yeah the there was no reaction for Kyrie's return but i think that's because they didn't really know who she was am, am i wrong i don't know
1: but that's why i thought you were talking about the women's match because it was that that second women's match it was very quiet and yeah then, that one was too and then even like I mean, we got that clip of the guy recognizing Kyrie in the crowd, and he's like, "Hey, Kyrie!" And she just turns around and throws up the peace sign at him. <laughs> so people <gasps> knew her, but it was not there was no pop for Kyrie. It kind of sucked, but I think for story reasons, it makes sense to to bring her return here, but. Um, yeah, she did not get the pop that she would have gotten if this was like a U.S. crowd, like it was Chicago or
0: somewhere. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. So let's get into that match. We got EO Sky defeating Bianca Belair to retain the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, I thought their first match that they had at Backlash. Here's the thing. I'm kind of debating and you can help me out here. I don't know if I thought that the EO Sky Bianca Belair match at Backlash was better because of the way that the crowd was. Or if it was better because of the actual body of the match. Like in my mind, I remember the Backlash match being better all around. But then I started thinking, was it maybe just because of the way that the crowd was so invested in EO Sky that it made me all of a sudden just care for that match and see that match so much more than this one? But this one was polar opposite. Like you said, there was no reaction. Um, And so for that reason, I'm looking at this and I'm going, I think I like the Backlash match more
1: um i think the backlash match was a little bit better i thought the women worked hard in this match um there it it was a slower match than i expected um this was another match where we had a wrestler working a limb um once bianca stumbled on that knee uh you know took advantage right away and started targeting the knee and that kind of grounded the match but i thought the match itself was fine um it was just so distracting that the crowd was so quiet
0: so uh, let's talk about the finish and what ring down. So uh the finish basically had Bianca Belair. She was already in control. But then suddenly we did have Kyrie Sane come out of nowhere. She attacked Bianca. And I'll be honest, like my first reaction to this was, damn, I forgot how petite Kyrie Sane is. Like, that was like the first thing that stood out to me. And like, I had completely forgotten and she just looks so tiny and they're so adorable. But anyways, uh. At one point, I actually thought Bianca was gonna get counted out. When they started to do the count, the count out, I'm like, oh shit, she's gonna be done. But obviously, she makes it back in before uh before the 10 count. And she ends up getting laid out by uh EO's moonsault, and that's how she ends up winning this match. So clearly it was with the help of Kyrie Sane. And then afterwards, though, we had e- Eo and Kyrie. Hugging it out and Bailey her bestie left out there in the dust and she was just like watching and like not happy with this at all. So what do you think is going to happen? Like we've been waiting for the breakup of damage control. Do you think we're going to see them all get along and be best of friends? Or are we going to see uh EO and Kyrie kind of go off on their own and leave Bailey and Dakota to do themselves to do whatever?
1: Um. Well, there's a lot of interesting things here because I mean, of course, Kyrie zane and Bianca have history because Kyrie beat Bianca in the May Young Classic, and then of course she went on to win the May Young Classic and go on to be NXT champion. Two things that Bianca Belair did not do. Um, so they do have history. um I and I think immediately I'm glad that Cole brought it up immediately. The person that beat up Kyrie and sent her away was bailey um and there's been you know little bits of dissension between bailey and eo all year um so now you, you look at things like bailey you know saying that she wanted that triple threat match when she didn't say she wanted it um so yeah i think you're now looking at if there's any mistrust between eo and bailey Kyrie's going to be the one that pushes that over the edge because she's going to be in her ear saying you cannot trust her Yeah, I think it's over for damage control. I think it's a wrap. Um, very interesting that Dakota wasn't in the mix for any of this, but I think that it's over for this. I think that Bailey is uh (laughs) Bailey's in trouble, man, because now, you know, she's got another friend that she's had friends with for the longest. The other other tie back to the Mae Young Classic is when EO won her semi finals match to go to the finals, the first person that greeted her was Kyrie Sane. They had their tag team in NXT that never got to move up to the main roster because Kyrie moved up on her own and ended up being in a tag team with Asuka. So yeah, a lot of uh a lot of seeds there. I also do not believe that Kyrie's gonna come back and not be friends with Asuka. I could very much see this turning into uh Asuka, Kyrie, and EO.
0: A new damage control.
1: Yeah, well maybe not damage control. Yeah, Whatever I know but you get me what I mean. But like a new I... girl group. But I could see that happening for a lot of reasons. I I think it, even if you look at the fact that Michael Cole has continued all year to say, yeah, Oscar Oscar was in a tag team with Io Sky. He said this more than once. Um, The fact that he's mentioned triple tails more than once on commentary doesn't feel like an accident. Uh, So yeah, I I definitely think we're looking at the end of damage control.
0: And I kind of like the way that they're doing it too where like we were all expecting Bailey to turn and now it's more so going to be of like, hmm. Like you mentioned, Kyrie Sane's going to be that wedge that ends up breaking them apart. So uh, I kind of like how things are the story is kind of shaping out differently than we expected, like still a breakup of damage control, but yeah. it's not going to be the way that we maybe thought that it was going to play out like in a match or something. Right. Cause what I thought going into this, Oh yeah, Bailey's definitely gonna, uh, she's definitely going to ruin EO Sky's match against Bianca. That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. But maybe that was a little bit just too, too simple, but we ended up getting Kyrie sane she's back of course, former NXT women's champion former WWE women's tag team champion. And she is there. We got a super chat here from Will Chisholm who says we might get a Japanese women's faction with EO and Kyrie. We really know Vince. We really know Vince is not booking. Bailey had Bailey had that look on her face. Like my friend is with her real best friend. Ooh, that's rough, especially if they've, you know, obviously with her putting her out before. So uh, I did kind of feel a little bit of sympathy for Bailey here. Can I be honest? I feel sympathy here.
1: I mean, this has been coming for a while for Bailey. This is uh, chickens coming home to roost for Bailey for a while. Um, it did look away, like even if you look at the way they framed um, the ending of this, it looked exactly like Kyrie raising um, EO's hand at the end of the main Young Classic. It looked almost like frame for frame the same. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it, it's not looking too good for Bailey.
0: Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat appreciate that and appreciate all the support that you've been sending in. All right, and let's go ahead. Actually, we got another super chat. This one's from Jay Hudson. Thank you so much to Jay who says, Reg thoughts on, oh, is he calling you Reg or is saying Reg's thoughts? Reg's thoughts on Rick to AEW and who do you think Seth? Okay, so we got Phil today, by the way, guys. <laughs> this is Phil.
1: Not Reg, sorry, not Reg.
0: <laughs> Reg is on Wednesdays. Don't worry, he'll be back Wednesdays. But Phil's thoughts on Rick to AW, and who do you think uh, Seth's opponent is for WrestleMania? Will Will Ospreay or CM Punk? I want both of your opinions: Osprey or Punk for Seth. Okay. So first of all, with Seth Rollins, he doesn't like CM Punk. He called the man a cancer. I was there when I saw him. When I saw Nick Houseman ask that question and we he got that answer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had, I think I had, I don't remember if I had just finished interviewing Seth or if I was next. I might've been next. I don't know. But I remember standing there watching the interview and I'm like, <laughs> I was laughing because the second Seth Rollins did it, I could see like. Nick Hausman's eyes just like bulge out and I was like right there he got his viral clip right there and it was so crazy how like you see it happen it goes up online it blows up and you're like yeah I saw like a viral clip happening but anyways uh, and of course right now it's not looking like CM Punk is going to WWE at least that's what's being put out there who knows formulate your own opinion i guess on that one and Will lost we still don't know where he's going but chances are he's headed over to aw that's probably more likely where he might go and then um yeah anything you wanted to add here
1: uh my thoughts on Ric flair aw i don't i don't need to see rick flair on my tv i'm good um i i don't understand him signing a, a multi-year deal i don't know why we're doing it it just I, it just seems pointless. Uh, Seth, I feel like his opponent for WrestleMania is going to be Gunther. I think Gunther is going to win the Royal Rumble, and I think he's going to be his opponent at, at WrestleMania. I don't buy into Ospreay signing with them. It very much feels like he's going to AEW. I know what he tweeted today. He tw- tweeted the eyes to get people talking, and then Seth was like, hey, man, water's warm over here. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. I don't know how much I'm buying the CM Punk thing. I do think that there's a nice piece of irony that... Both of these guys have complained about not main eventing WrestleMania, and I think the best chance for them both to main event WrestleMania could be together on night one for the world heavyweight title, but I don't think that's happening.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's a nice picture, and it's a cool idea, but, you know, cool ideas don't always pan out, right?
1: Yeah, how often do our fantasy booking ideas actually happen?
0: yeah that's true that's definitely true uh jay hudson thank you so much for the generous super chat i really appreciate it thank you so much jay all right and uh we got another one here from will chisholm who says to be fair seth don't like cody either um but i think it's seth versus gunther oh we got another person will here agreeing with you
1: yeah i think it's gunther um the, the story is there this guy has um has uh milked this back thing for months and this is a guy that uh Chops people very hard and does that really big power bump. I I really feel like that's gonna be the end of his his reign as champion, Gunther annihilating this man in WrestleMania.
0: Can I just say one thing, by the way? We need to stop leaving Gunther out of these PLEs.
1: Well, he can't travel. That's the thing that came out today.
0: Oh shit, I missed that.
1: He can't he can't travel internationally, apparently. What? So, yeah, that, that's the news, that's the rumor that came out um, over the last few days. So people are already saying he could possibly miss Elimination Chamber in February.
0: Oh my God, no wonder. I was like, why the hell do you keep freaking Gunther off of these PLEs?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's all of them. But um, that might explain why he's, which, which I hope they fix that by the time they do this big show. Um, don't they have a big show coming up internationally in Europe later? Uh, in yeah,
0: so they have the Germany show, uh, Bash yeah. at Berlin or Berlin Bash. I forgot what the Bash at Berlin. forget what month it is, but it's later on in the year, like later, later on. And then, of course, Elimination Chamber in Australia.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's like a long term <laughs> thing. I forgot the reason for it. Um,
0: Probably just, yeah, someone saying V's ish. So probably, that's probably what it is. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that once we get some more information. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get into uh, Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. So this match here, honestly, like, was not a bad match at all. But we had so many interferences. We got JD McDonough interference. Uh, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, Jay Uso. And eventually, we do see Cody Rhodes get the victory here. Uh, he ends up hitting uh, Cody Cutter off the top rope. And then goes for the pin it's a near fall and afterwards for the actual finish he gets not one not two but three crossroads on a Damian Priest okay you know what Didn't take them out with one good for Damian priest. He takes three crossroads and Cody Rhodes gets the victory here. I think that we definitely needed to see Cody get this win. Like there was no way around that. Like you needed to see Cody get the win. Uh, He's, you know, on his path now, hopefully uh, to Roman reigns eventually uh, for WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens there. But what did you think of the actual body of this match?
1: i thought it was fine i it was a bit more interference that i would have liked to see but uh, cody's such a good baby face at the moment that it just worked he came out he had the crowd into it the entire way um i thought it was very interesting that cole kept saying he's back to finishing the story now like they really want us to feel like he's on his way back to the title picture which i think is a good thing because it felt like this guy's been running in place for months um especially since the brock lesnar feud like like the fact that he's been still wrestling Judgment Day and Dominic all this time is just ridiculous. Get get this guy out of the feud.
0: On I, right now, when you said it, Dominic, I was like, fuck, I forgot that was his big match it was against Dominic. That was,
1: money, that was Money in the Bank match, right?
0: Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Dang. All right. Well, I do want to go ahead and get into our main event. However, before we do, just a friendly reminder to everybody, if you haven't already, head on over to Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of the previous ones that I've done, please make sure to leave a review. I'm trying to get to 100 ratings by the end of the year. There's two months left and I only need 22 reviews. Uh, Please, uh, if you have the time, uh, go and leave a review. It would really mean a whole lot to me if you guys did. It just helps out the podcast a whole lot helps it rank higher helps more people find it and thus helps the podcast actually grow so if you guys have the chance once again the link is in the description box below and go and check out the apple podcast review page all right we got one more match to get into and actually one more thing tomorrow i will be here to do a noon pacific standard time Bonus podcast. I will be talking about AEW Collision, and I will be doing that tomorrow since I haven't gotten a chance to watch Collision yet today. So I'll be doing a bonus podcast tomorrow for anybody who wants to hang out and talk about Collision. And then on top of that, I'll be back for my normal slate of shows next week: Tuesday NXT, Wednesday AEW Dynamite with Reg, and then Friday Night SmackDown, and then Saturday we don't got a pay per view next Saturday. Nope. So we're back to AEW Collision. <laughs> All right. It it a-, like con- a physical calendar back there. Oh, oh my, Phil, do you not know this about me? No. Oh my God. I am a calendar notes addict. That's the best way that I can say. I have a weekly, you know what? Here's a special. I don't show this very often. Here's a special. I'm going to show you my calendar for this week, just this week only. Here we go. I have, I have it taped. Every week I tape a new one. Hopefully I don't have anything personal on here, but I don't think so. This is my what? weekly calendar. That's like what I thought it was going to look like. <laughs> I have a, I buy a whole pack. I told you. So these are, this has been this year. Okay. You know, so like every week I do a calendar. And so that so every time I turn back and face the other side, that's because I'm looking at next week's calendar because the current week is always here to my left and my previous, for my next week, it's here in the back. But anyways, I am a calendar addict. You don't even know. Hold on. This is an exclusive right here. And I'm also a markers and highlighters addict. Like, really bad. Why Why does anyone it need that worse. many highlights?
1: Why do you need that many highlighters?
0: I also have a sticker problem. I just ordered, actually, like, 3,000 stickers. Yes, like, two days ago. They came. You know? And I had a great time 3, with 000? them. 3,000? Why do you- I heard, I already organized my 2024 calendar. I know nobody wants to hear this, but I did it the other day and I'm very very excited about it. Like it's already like pretty much done and going. So next year's calendar is already rolling in. I've already put the stickers. It's good to go.
1: I don't know what I'm doing next month let alone in 2024. <laughs> so
0: Drew Turner says the calendar is giving me anxiety. George uh, Rosa says, oh yeah, that's me. I I can't function. Like I need to write things down or I will completely forget.
1: You know, you could just put everything in
0: like your calendar and your phone, right? No, I can't do digital. You don't
1: don't have to do that. I've
0: tried digital. I can't do digital. Like it's just my brain does not, I don't connect with it. It needs to be on paper and it needs to be colorful and it needs to be designed by me. (laughs) i know it's complicated all right cody rhodes damien priest i'm a psychopath phil you yeah. giving me this the, she's a psychopath face yeah, I, I, I,
1: I did not expect this calendar to look like that with like all of the colors on it i thought it was just gonna be like a regular calendar that you like flip over
0: i feel bad because it's worse what do you mean? So like, well i'm not going to show you everything but there's a whole wall too Okay. There's a whole wall. I'll send, you know what? Because you're a friend. I'll send you a picture tonight of the the wall. Only people that come here can see the wall. And you're going to see the wall. Don't worry. I'll send you a picture. All right. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll. So when Tony says, how much is the calendar? It's super cheap. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, It's like less than 20 bucks and you get like 52 blank sheets. It's one sheet per week. So yeah, I love it. Anyways. All right. Let's get to Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest. And I mean, sorry, not Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, excuse me. Roman Reigns, LA Knights for the Undisputed WWE Universal title. This was the big match, the big moments that we were all waiting for. What the hell is going to go down? I think for the most part, a lot of us pretty much knew Roman Reigns was going to get the win. I think it's the right call to have Roman Reigns win. I did not by any means think that LA Knight should win, and I'm glad they didn't do that. But I'm also glad with the way that they kind of uh ended up doing the finish where you you do see LA Knight pretty much get a three count, except that Jimmy went and you know put the leg of Roman Reigns. So pretty much ruined his opportunity there. But Roman Reigns gets the victory after spearing LA Knight, retains his championship. What do you think of the body of the match?
1: Uh, you know, I at this point am am very bored of Roman as champion. I, I, we've had a very similar match so many times, and I feel like this year in particular, you've had a guy that is incredibly over on the other side of the ring with him, and so you kind of just want them to step out of this match formula at least once, and they just won't do it. They just, they just, they just want to stick to the same match formula where you have the same, you have the same build of the match, the same. All right, the same exact hope spots, the same exact comeback spots, the same like rest holds and everything. At least this match was less of the Roman like walking around and talking stuff. It was, it was at least more of a concise match. But man, I'm just ready, man. The entire time I was thinking, like, man, fast forward this thing to WrestleMania, man. Get that butt off of him. It's time it's it's really time
0: well good thing we're only what november december january february march april may june july no wait i went i went i went too far that's why
1: you need the physical calendar i guess you can't
0: i just kept going
1: why why you need to be able to like flip the pages and and say this is where it is Um,
0: we're almost there we're almost at april seven months
1: It's seven no sorry no i can't this think is, this right is now. november six months
0: okay thank you yeah i, I counted two, it like it was october six. It's, it's yeah november. there you go it's six months Kaden crawford says 154 days i think and i think roman reigns is now at 1160 days
1: yeah um but the match itself was fine i think that this made uh la night look good it made la Knight look like he was ready for a main event spot uh this this make this makes me feel like this is definitely going to be Like his big star making match when he does beat L.A. Knight or has his match with L.A. Knight at uh, WrestleMania. Um, But yeah, uh, not much I could think of other than that for this match. It was pretty much a Roman match. Um, It was fine. Like it was it was a pretty good match. It just felt like the same Roman match we've seen several times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will say this, like, I think to me, the match, and maybe it's because I I, I just I'm just not that big of an alley night fan, to be honest. So I think for me, the match was missing fireworks, in terms of like the actual body of it. Like, I don't feel like I got the fireworks in this match for me. And I don't know, I just wasn't as into it as maybe some other people were. Again, I didn't think it was a bad match by any means. In fact, it was probably the best alley night match we've seen. But I just wasn't that into it. And I guess it's just a me thing.
1: Well, I think it's because you never expected LA Knight to win this match. It felt yeah, like Yeah, no, I didn't. It felt like LA Knight was gonna lose throughout the entire thing. Um, the crowd was very into it. This guy is insanely over. Even in Saudi Arabia. Yeah.
0: Man. I like that they all had the little paper signs.
1: Yeah, you could see kids in the crowd wearing like the LA Knight leather vests and stuff. This guy is over, man. Um you can hear people chanting LA Knight way before the match as well. Like this guy, he's he's ready. You got to push this guy soon. You got to you got to put a belt on him.
0: Yeah, have him go for that U.S. title with Logan Paul. They can do their whole thing there. I think that would be great. I can I would love to see those two go at it on the mic. I think that would be fun.
1: Yeah, I think that's gonna be good. But this, uh, I thought that this all was good for L.A. Knight. Uh, like I said, this was his biggest match to date, probably the biggest match of his career, and I thought he did well. Um, I thought he looked, um, he looked the part. The crowd is still invested in him. Um, whatever you want to do with them after that,
0: we're off to the races. Exactly. All righty. Well, there you guys go. Oof, that was crown jewel 2023. Uh, before we go, if you guys want to get any last minute thoughts now is the chance to do so. But in the meantime, I want to go ahead and allow Phil the floor to, uh, you know, let us know where people can check you out and where people can support you.
1: Uh, yeah, you can watch me every Saturday at noon co-hosting Rhapsody with Righteous Reg. We, of course, didn't have an episode today because of Saudi's show, so we will have a show tomorrow at noon Eastern on Fightful's YouTube channel, Uh, but usually we are on Saturdays, not Sundays. Uh, um, You can find my writing at Bleacher Report. I just reviewed uh, Lucha Tiot, which is a great play that was here in Chicago at the Goodman Theater. Um, Unfortunately, tomorrow is the last day of it, So if you haven't gotten out to see it, go out to see it Sunday if you are in the Chicagoland area. Um, Hopefully there'll be more shows like it because I thought it was dope.
0: Nice, nice. Well, guys, make sure to check out Grapsity, a great show. Uh, You guys know, obviously, see Reg here every single uh, Wednesday, too. So make sure to check that out as well. Our AEW Dynamite post show. Uh, As for me, just guys, you know where to find me. I'm always at the same place at underscore Denise Salcedo. Don't even know where my banner is at anymore. But here it is. Oh, yeah, you guys know where to find me. And then, of course, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you can and we do got one final super chat in here. This was from delayed grouts who said, um, crown jewel 2023 theme that happened. Yeah, honestly. Oh my god. Before we go. Did you see my tweet? I got shamed today. What tweet? Oh my god. So I was working today. That's why I didn't get to um, you know, do the Crown Jewel post-show coverage that I normally do, right? So I was on set doing interviews. I do like correspondent work for an MMA company. And so one of the guys that I was interviewing, so in between my interviews, I have little breaks here and there, right? I had Crown Jewel on and I was watching on my phone, but during my interviews, I would pause it so that I could do my interviews, right? And so we were like, I guess he came in or whatever, and he saw my phone and he was like, you're watching that and I was like, yeah. And he goes, nerd. Hey, man. I don't know if you can do that anymore.
1: UFC is partnering with them. MMA, <laughs> right? you're, not, you're not that far away, man. There are going to be more MMA guys trying to be in wrestling now.
0: Yeah, but inside my head, I was like, damn. Can't even defend myself. I didn't even say anything. But you like,
1: can't defend yourself. You can always defend yourself.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. But I was just like, what am I going to say? Like, Honestly, what am I going to say? If I wasn't a wrestling fan and somebody else was a wrestling fan, I would be like nerd. You know, it's different when you're when you're a fan or when you're not a fan. I don't know, I can't explain it, but I was just like, yeah, that's it. Like I didn't say anything, but it was like he did it in a joking way, that's why. If it would have been in a rude way, totally understandable, like totally understandable, I would have been like what now? I make a living in this, (laughs) you know, but it was obviously, you know, know, shits and giggles and stuff like that, you know. (laughs) But anyways, I got shamed today. It was embarrassing. Delayed grats, Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate that a whole lot. Alrighty, everybody. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. And we appreciate you guys very, very much. Catch you tomorrow for the AEW Collision Post Show. Thank you, everybody.